0: Story time. This is The Rich Eisen Show.
1: With guest host, Ryan Leaf.
0: When the news broke that he was inducted and he said, I'm not going to Canton." T.O., don't do this, man. Somehow it must have gotten back to him. And I'm still on parole at the time. The
1: Rich Eisen Show.
0: T.O. comes to me, keep my name out, yo. I'm going to have to fight T.O. in the parking lot of the Del Mar Country Club. <laughs> Earlier on the show,
1: Baylor head coach, Dave Aranda. Coming up, Browns beat writer for the Cleveland Plain dealer, Mary Kay Cabin. Go Long founder, Tyler Dunn. Plus, senior writer for GolfChannel.com, Rex Hogger. and now sitting in for Rich, it's Ryan Lee.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, who, who mixed that open now with uh, with with our story time yesterday about uh, about my uh, my uh, engagement with with To.
2: Oh, those are our guys, Vito
0: and you Bob. It's pretty darn good, <laughs> especially the part where it just goes. Hey, man. I'm still on parole. I mean, just that <laughs> long cut makes me think back like oh my when you God. said it yesterday, I was like "Oh I, man, I don't know how many of you were listening yesterday, but of course, I told the story uh during you know Ryan Lee's story time here on the Rich Eisen show about uh an incident with uh uh with Terrell Owens a few years back, right um you know, it was right after he had declined to go to Canton, and I just you know, I was I'm doing I'm doing the job like I am now and I'm sitting in a chair in front of a microphone talking about the news of the day. This was this was big news. No one had ever declined uh, an opportunity to go to Canton as to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. I, I don't believe so. I, I mean, I could be wrong, but um, he essentially was boycotting because he he felt he was resentful that um, that he wasn't voted in as a first ballot Hall of Famer. and. And know, I, I understand that. He should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one of the top three wide receivers, I think, of all time in the NFL history. So I made a comment around it and uh and he he, he uh he confronted me. I, I was gonna I, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna, like uh this it's funny, I don't know if you guys have seen this stuff um or listened to this stuff, but some of the comments I, I think around uh uh around the story, right? You know, it gets posted on your guys' YouTube uh channel yep. and and people
3: are you reading the comments? Oh, boy. Oh, no. This is what we get on TJ about, Ryan.
0: Well, I'm don't, not reading them. Don't I, read the comments. I think it's just, I think this is funny. This is good. Okay. Uh, I
2: care about you. That's all.
0: Right. <laughs> title, needs to, title needs to be corrected. The time Ryan Leaf almost got beat up by T.O. Oh. Okay. That's amazing. Um, uh, I like Ryan Leaf, but honestly, I like Ryan Leaves a bit more. Ryan leaves. Yeah, I guess it's a play on, on words here. Um, okay. Let's see here. Um, is Ryan Leaf qualified to criticize TO for working hard enough to earn a spot in Canton? as an NFL Hall of Famer and choosing to have his own ceremony, especially since Ryan Leaf threw his entire career away because he was an alcoholic and drug addict? Now, I will say this I wish I could blame the fact that I was a crappy football player. <laughs> on drugs and alcohol. <laughs> but I didn't pick up that vice until after I was done. All right?
3: <laughs>
0: People want to think, like, you know, if you wouldn't have just been a crazy drug addict, he'd been just fine in the NFL. But I'm just, I'm I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint. <laughs> that it was, came, uh, late. that it was came later. All me. That came later. That came later. All right? <laughs> Fantastic. So there's a few, I mean... Oh, oh my God. And, and by no means did I think like if if it, if it if the fight happened, like I'm not i'm I'm getting my butt kicked, right? I mean, that's it was, you yeah, know, he's big. he's physical. I'm a big guy, too. but like, I was resigned to the fact that, like, okay, I'm going back to jail. um. Maybe I would have had a different idea too. Maybe been like, I'm going back to jail, so I better, I better mix this up a little bit, right? Yeah, I don't know. It just was a weird situation.
3: And, under, and at no point yesterday during the story did you come off like, "Oh, I would have whooped them," right? That was no. never. You never came off. You were just simply stating the fact. That yeah. was that was it. This was so, this was what happened. This was the, that was his situation, your situation, and you thought about the consequences. That was all.
0: well. I I I felt like I knew what was about to happen, but luckily. <laughs> You know, dust up better heads prevailed uh he let me know he was not happy um six i also was... Six. I think i might have said something else like why do you care what i ha- why do you care what i have to say you know
3: yeah why- especially considering the amount of people who were really saying off the you know out of left field stuff about him at that time but i guess he didn't roll up on them in the country club parking lot either. <laughs> you get an I mean, opportunity, right? Yeah. Like if he had seen one of the other guy, talking head guys, it might have been the same thing. So,
0: yeah, I get it. I get it. I just, you know, I, I also understand what it, what and how it feels to be consumed by what other people think of you. Mm-hmm. Right. I was innately immersed in that feeling like I cared so much about what other people thought of me and it didn't necessarily have to be good it could be bad I just I just wanted wanted you to be thinking about me right there's a narcissistic behavior to that right personality disorder and it's something I definitely had right I think I don't know if I've told you this story before but like like I walk into a room a lot of times and and I'll be thinking because I just don't want to be recognized I'll be like please don't recognize me please don't recognize me please don't recognize me and then like fifteen minutes later I'm like, why the hell isn't anybody recognizing me? <laughs> That's the, like the narcissist in me, right? I yeah. need to I need to be seen, I need to be heard, I
3: need to be um, loved. And like Del Tufo out on the boat.
2: Yeah. That's me, it's
3: me. You're kinda like an extrovert. Right. You're an extrovert who just wants to be left alone almost. But you yeah, want, you want a, the,
0: I'm an egomaniac with a self esteem problem. I think it's <laughs> the best way to put it. Um, That's me. But then ultimately, like when I, when I, when I got out of prison and I started working with a therapist uh, around that concept, around making it about other people and not about yourself and stuff like that, my therapist gave me this affirmation. And, um, I don't, I don't preach a lot to people about what you should do. I, I just tell you the story and then you, you, you decide you, what you do with that, that information and everything. I'm not, not here to tell you what to do, what not to do or anything like that. This may be like the only one, like try this, say this in the mirror every morning for one year, say whatever, say what other people think of me is none of my business. Your, your brain is the most powerful muscle in your entire body, right? It's, it's one that needs to be cultivated and, and built up and strengthened all the time. And I guarantee you, if you say that in the mirror for an entire year, every morning, it's, it's powerful. It, it's real. Like when I first started saying it, it was like through gritted teeth. It was like, you know, what other people think of me is none of my business. I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. And when I get up and say it in the morning, I've been doing it for six years. Like it's, 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 gotta, it's, gotta it's be in my brain. Right? Freeing, right. Yeah. You know, somebody who listens to the show or watches the show and, loves that rich has me in the chair from time to time, or there's a person watching that goes like that, that dude's full of it. I don't buy him at at all. You know, is that too many chances, you know, it doesn't matter, right? There's going to be somebody out there that listens. There's going to be somebody out there that's watching that, that frankly sees it and needs it, right. Needs it for, to be a solution at a point. Like I need that hope. Cause I was in such need of it. Like I, I had no idea what was ahead of me, and I needed some sort of hope. And it turned out it was about sharing and hearing other people's stories. So, I mean, the, the fact that Rich uh, allows this opportunity for me to hang with you guys on a on a multitude of levels um, and to have this platform—wow! Right? Who could have imagined ten years ago this is where I would, where I'd where I'd be at? So, um, sorry, sorry, we kind of you know dove down into a uh, an abyss. Uh, <laughs> Um, but, but there's a see, freight
2: train. Yeah, there's there's a light at there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Okay, we're in the middle of the abyss. We're drowning, but we're treading water. And a freight just train So comes. we can bury someone, and we're listening to Metallica. And if you see the light, Don't just the remember bird. there's no light. But if you see the light, it's a freight. It's train. a freight train coming right at you to kill you. Let's go have fun. Grit. Yeah. Grit.
3: Hey guys, guys. Take TJ. Grit. Grit, Grit, everybody. And I want everybody to understand this. We'll play you as a collective team, as the Rich Eisen Show. We'll play you anywhere, on grass, on turf, on freaking landfill. It don't matter. We'll take this show anywhere because we got Should we do like a little...
2: Adam uh, in the back has one butt cheek and three
0: toes, and he's coming after you. Should we do a little poll (laughs) on on what grit could be
3: for an acronym (laughs) for people? Greatness relies instinctively... Uh, Together? Together? Together. But I don't think
0: Dan Campbell would go that way. I want to hear this, guys. (laughs) Listeners out there and watching on Peacock right now, I want you to call in 844-204-RICH, 844-204-7424. I want an acronym for GRIT. Not maybe necessarily what you would come up with, but maybe what Dan Campbell, and in that mind, (laughs) in that mind of Dan Campbell, what he would come up for the acronym for G R. It let us know what you think about that. Go right
3: into terror. Would- hey, Ryan! Before <laughs> ready, it's today.
2: Ryan, before we move on a million, before we move on, Mike, let's go to Nick, Nick? in Los Angeles. Let's go to line one, Nick, Nick. How you doing, Nick? Talk to Ryan.
4: Hey, good morning, Ryan. How are you doing? Good morning, Nick. Thanks for the call. I appreciate your time. Um, now, I love nothing more uh, than Rich Eisen, and but when I heard you were on this week, I just wanted to call in. Ryan, I've followed your stories since the Rose Bowl against Michigan, and I'm a Texas Longhorn, but I love college football, and I love an underdog. Here in L.A., a television show I worked for shut down March 2020, and I was one month sober. There have been many, many challenges and dark days and uncertainty in my life, but there still is and there will be. I developed an idea that God has reserved a group of people for me in those dark days and uncertainty, and I have found everyone. And I found your podcast Bust. I rediscovered your story, and I found you. I started a business during COVID to help my neighbors and anything, you know, those acts of service you know about. Now I paint houses for properties for real estate agents, and I have clients in many zip codes around Los Angeles. Brian, you helped me to survive. You gave me that act of service in your podcast, which is on Odyssey, and guided me to the thought, and imagine what will happen if I keep going. Ryan, I'm Nick, and on August 16th, I will celebrate 30 months of sobriety from alcohol, so I just wanted to say thank you, Ryan and person.
0: Nick, man, this is... Nick. What did I just talk about? Nick, thank you so much for the call. Um, I'm going to celebrate you here on the air while you listen. Um, This was exactly what we were talking about, right? Yeah. One person out there... never thought I have a purpose 10 years ago, I was sitting in a prison cell, never thought I'd have any sort of purpose at all. I thought my purpose, the, the service I was to other people was what I did on Friday, uh, on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, never would have had the impact uh, that I'm getting to have now if I hadn't experienced it. Um, and Nick, congratulations. I know how hard it is to go one day uh, to be near 30 months. Uh, is exceptional and it only gets better i wish i could carry you another five six years down the line and tell you what it's going to be just uh, absolutely amazing call chris thanks for thanks for putting that through man yeah appreciate you nick yeah uh if you thank ever you need Ryan, anything and, Nick. and, and
4: with, with grit i think it's god resilience intention, and truth so thank you there we go you got it
0: there we go. We got our first GRIT acronym. Nick, thanks for the call, man. We'll. Uh, if you need anything ever, you can reach me on, uh, on any of my platforms, uh, uh, social media. Just just reach out if you need help for anything. It doesn't matter. Thanks, buddy. Well, that's pretty cool. Wow, man. That was great. <laughs> well,
2: let's follow up, Mike. Let's go to line that's two. That's powerful. Tommy in Alabama. How you doing, Tommy? How you doing, Tommy?
5: Hey,
0: Ryan. How are you? I'm doing well, sir. Thanks for calling.
5: I just uh, wanted to give you a call and... Just tell you, um, kind of, to follow up on the last caller. um, I've had some of these issues that you've had. I've always been a big fan of yours, and um, but just love to see you know have seen the progress that you've made. Um, I love you to death. I mean, I think you have helped so many people. You know, watching on the Dan Patrick Show and everything else. But um, you have been so good uh, for a lot of people. And, um, you know, I, I, I just can't thank you enough. I can't tell you how much I respect your honesty. And when you sit there and you tell people about, you know, you know how you were and this and that, and you don't hide anything. Um, that helps people um, all over the place. And so, anyway, uh, that's it. Um, I just wanted to tell you, uh, uh, you know, please keep up the good work. I, I wish you well in Connecticut and um, love you to death.
0: Thank you so much. Appreciate the call. Um, did you guys set these up today? Like, is it like uh no, national No, 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 Day? no, this no.
2: Is, I mean, they literally just came in in the last few minutes. And mm-hmm. um, I think that just, it just goes to show how you touch people, your story, um, the redemptive path that you've been on for the last few years and you continue to be on we're all super proud of you and we're pumped to have you in our lives and and to call you a friend
3: Yes. also Ryan you know you you spoke earlier about a you know some YouTube comment very much so the not the, the prevailing thought when people write about you in our social media it's 90 and we talked about this the other day when I tell you it's 99 percent positive I mean for as ugly as social media gets like from the first day you started hosting that was something I wanted to look and monitor just to see what people were saying and like you know what two years ago with the first time you hosted and I started telling these guys man they're an occasional kind of off comment but the majority of people are so pumped to have you here that to, to see you have this this forum and they're very positive about you and your story and your journey. And it's for as ugly as social media is, it was something like I said, I was worried about. But right. man, it's it's like you've made the ugliness when it comes to you disappear, at least on our form.
0: Well, I think I also just, you know, like the last caller said, uh it doesn't cost me anything. Everybody knows my story. They know the the ugliness. They know you know so it doesn't it doesn't cost me anything to be accountable for it. only it only strengthens me because I did it right i'm i'm that i was that person i still can be that person like i still struggle every day with it i'm just more aware of it and uh i have a great group of people around me who hold me accountable and are supportive so You saw the light at the end of the tunnel, and it was not
2: a freight train. No.
0: It was actual light. It was was broadcast lights on the Rich Eisen Show.
2: (laughs) That's what it was.
0: There we go. That's a good transition. All right. That was great. Uh, Coming up next uh, here on the Rich Eisen Show, Mary Kay Cabot from the Cleveland Plain Dealer is going to join us to talk about all things the Cleveland Browns, what's going on, the news with Deshaun Watson, and the appeal process when we come back here on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Ryan
6: Leaf. Thank you. on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Leaf here filling in for Rich this week alongside T.J. Jefferson, Michael Del Tufo, Chris Brockman here in the uh, El Segundo Hacienda here in Los Angeles. Um, Yesterday... Uh, The commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell, um, took some questions and had some comments about Deshaun Watson, uh, the appeal process, and what it's meant.
1: Why go back to seeking the full year suspension? Uh,
5: Because we've seen the evidence. She was very clear about the evidence. Uh, She reinforced the evidence uh, that there was uh, multiple violations here. They were egregious. And it was predatory behavior. That's those are things that we felt um we always felt were really important for us to address in a way that's responsible. Roger, does league view four different values that personal one? I think that's the case. That's what the facts
0: well let's bring in uh Mary Kay Cabot from the Cleveland Plain Dealer to comment on what Roger Goodell had to say and what's been going down since his comments yesterday in Cleveland. Mary, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Thanks for taking some time today. Uh, probably not too much to write about this this early camp for you this year, right?
1: Oh, my gosh. It has been nonstop. And then, you know, as the days go along, you're just waiting for the next thing to happen. I mean, right now, we're on the edge of our seats waiting for Peter C. Harvey's ruling. So it really has been nonstop.
0: Is there any uh, estimate to when you think or believe that uh, his ruling will come down in this appeal process?
1: You know, it was supposed to be expedited, so I would imagine that it it probably could be sometime this week. It's awkward, though, because the Browns are leaving for Jacksonville today. Uh, There was a chance they were going to try to play. Uh, Deshaun Watson in the game on Friday night, the first preseason game, and you know that's all up in the air because if he is suspended indefinitely, uh, you know then he wouldn't be able to play in the game.
0: The idea that um, Kevin Stefanski has had this laid at his feet uh, and trying to, you know, navigate a process of getting quarterbacks ready—is it—is it thought there in Cleveland that why are we are why are we? You know, giving resources right now to Deshaun Watson, especially with the first six games that are that are winnable games, maybe outside the the Chargers game, um, Jacoby Reset deserves and needs more reps, especially with the likes of Joshua Dobbs and Josh Rosen behind him, who may get thrust into action in case there's an injury as well.
1: Yeah, you know what? It's a tough balancing act right now for Kevin Stefanski. He has to try to get Jacoby ready to start how many ever games for the season, but he also has. Uh, the reality that, uh, you know, anything can happen in the legal system to this point. And depending on what happens with a temporary restraining order, and there's been a lot of debate about this, uh, but it is my understanding, backed up by uh, one of the the lawyers who deals with some of this stuff uh, that has been kind of talking to me a a little bit about this, is that, I mean, anything can happen uh, in the event that they secure a TRO, a temporary restraining order, Or an injunction. So, I mean, I think uh, the minute the NFL or Peter C. Harvey comes down with a ruling that, you know, doubles this suspension or takes him out of circulation for at least a year, I think the NFLPA will sue, and who knows what can happen at that point. So, Kevin Stefanski, he's in a tough spot. He's got to get Jacoby ready to play. He's got to keep Deshaun ready to play.
0: We've known what Coach Stefanski has said publicly, right? He's been up there on the podium holding the jersey up with uh, Jimmy Haslam, the owner, and and Deshaun Watson and in, in conversation piece. I mean, you've known uh, Kevin for a few years now. You're, you you work really close with him. I mean, how how do you think he is taking this all in? I mean, he cannot like what distraction has become because he feels like they have a very talented football team, and this unfortunately is something that's going to you know be a, a bit of a dark cloud that just covers them and most likely for the season.
1: You know what? He just doesn't operate that way. He, he does not try to control the uncontrollables. He really does focus on the task at hand. So I think from that standpoint, uh, he's, you know, the real uh, a great steward of the ship here uh, because, you know, he ha- is keeping these guys focused and they're doing a good job of, at least right now, saying all the right things, working really hard in camp. It's a good football team. They're getting better. Uh, You can see out there, this is going to be a dominant defense. They've got the great running game. Of course, they have some issues there now, too, with Kareem Hunt asking to be traded. Uh, But Kevin is unflappable. And I I think he has guided this football team through this issue just the same way he did uh, COVID when he first showed up on the doorstep. Well,
0: that's great to hear if you're a Cleveland Browns fan out there, because they are talented, right? Uh, Especially on the defense side of the football. um, At the running back position, what they've done on the offensive line. You know, go back to where ultimately the Baker Mayfield uh, situation imploded, right? I, I from, from afar, from an a, a analyst looking from outside of Cleveland, you watched a guy take a team that had one win in two consecutive seasons to the playoffs, and then last year, you know, play through a grueling injury uh, and, and gut it out to only be told in the offseason that we want an adult in the room, and they went out and got a guy who's been Uh, you know uh, uh, accused of 20 plus some uh, sexual assault allegations so where did it ultimately go wrong the conversation piece that you talked about uh you know what was going on inside the locker room the relationship with kevin stefanski where did it ultimately all go wrong
1: well one of the places that it went wrong as you mentioned and i tried to chronicle this last year as best i could is that there was a disconnect between Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski to the point where, if you recall, I wrote a, a column at the, after the season saying that if something didn't give, if things didn't change, uh, that Baker and his camp would consider asking for him to be traded. And that caused, you know, kind of a firestorm, but I knew it to be true at the time. And I knew, you know, that is, you know, sort of how things had broken down. From at least from Baker's standpoint, between him and Kevin Stefanski. Now, I don't think Kevin Stefanski saw it that way. I think he thought it was business as usual. He's coaching the football team, and uh, you go out and you do your job. Uh, But Baker just didn't like a lot of the way that you know that he was used. He didn't like a lot of um, you know just the relationship between those two. And you know, I don't think he had any intentions of coming back and trying to work with Kevin Stefanski again in the same way he did in 2021 if he could avoid it
0: the interesting idea we're speaking with mary k cabot uh from the cleveland Plain dealer um i was looking at the schedule uh yesterday and especially when when the announcement came out that that six games initially was the suspension uh, most likely is going to be longer but uh to your point the legal system can go which way or that and if there's a if there's an injunction or anything like that but you look at their first six games, right? Uh, the biggest one, of course, at Carolina because of the Baker Mayfield storyline in week one. But then you have the Jets, who we don't know too much about. They struggled uh, a year ago with a rookie quarterback, a year two with Robert Sala. Then Pittsburgh, a team they've had uh, success with, especially at home. Then in Atlanta, the Chargers is going to be difficult. New England, I think, is is one that you could make a coin toss, especially in Cleveland. I mean, those six games right there, uh, with Jacoby Brissett at the helm, how how um, confident do you think this team feels with the the early schedule and regardless of who's at quarterback at that time?
1: You know, I I think they were probably jumping for joy when they saw that schedule come out and right. they saw those you know softest games on the early part of the schedule. Now the the Jets obviously went out and added a ton of talent, um, but you know once again now they just lost their starting right tackle for the season. Uh, You know, you know that Pittsburgh is in a state of flux, at least at the quarterback position. And, you know, really, it's kind of up in the air who's going to start against the Cleveland Browns in that game. So I think the Browns were ecstatic when they saw the early part of the schedule, thinking that Jacoby Brissett could hold down the fort until Deshaun got back. At that time, they were bracing themselves for a six- to eight-game suspension. And now, you know, we just have no idea... Uh, if it's going to be as short as the six games Sue L. Robinson came up with, or what Peter C. Harvey will do.
0: All right, so let's talk a little football, right? Uh, that's what everybody's li- excited to see come come Thursday with the uh, uh, with the start of preseason games. Um, talk to us a little bit about the injuries, the recent injuries in, in particular with your with with their great returner and um, some of the, the positive things you've seen from camp on the defensive side, or or things that that Browns fans out there can be excited about uh, in, in the face of all of this?
1: Yeah, you know what? Uh, first of all, very unfortunate that Jakeem Grant, their their all-pro returner, went down with a season-ending Achilles yesterday. He's the second receiver on the team uh, to, beat, to suffer a season-ending injury. The first was an undrafted but very promising rookie by the name of Isaiah Weston. Uh, so he's out for the season as well, and they've had other injuries at receiver. I still think they need to go out and add another receiver or two, someone uh, that is somewhat accomplished, uh, but we'll have to see where that's going to go. Uh, then, as I mentioned before, you've got Kareem Hunt wanting to be traded. So are There there are some things that are up in the air, uh, but there, there's still a lot of talent on this football team. Amari Cooper has looked really good. Uh, David Njoku and Harrison Bryant at tight end uh, are looking really good you've got Nick Chubb who arguably is the best runner in the NFL and then when you move over to the defensive side of the ball uh, I just think this defense is going to be dynamite this year I mean they finished in the top five last year overall and they're only going to be better this year
0: well Browns fans out there excited to hear that Mary Kay Cabot everybody from the Cleveland Plain Dealer joining us thanks for taking the time Mary Kay we'll be talking soon
1: Sounds
0: good. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. All right. Now, this is the biggest con- concern for me because uh, there's so much ambiguity around what can happen, what will happen. We had Andrew Branon yesterday, who, of course, has much experience in the law game. He did not want to comment on, the, on, on that because he's not a litigator. Right? I mean, there's always the option for that. See, I was under the impression that because of their decision to say they accept the six game suspension they have they have ruled out any opportunity for them to go in front of a judge and say, "You know, we want an injunction now. let him play while we figure this out." But she still believes that that could be a possibility. There could be a harsh um directive put down by the appeals judge here and he could be suspended indefinitely the nflpa and deshaun watson decide to to sue the nfl and the decision and 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 figure a way to get some sort of injunction and we could see deshaun watson in week one versus the carolina panthers i i i don't feel like that is actually something that can happen but it it's still actually a reality that 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 browns fans and and people out there who are preparing for the Cleveland Browns team has to take that into consideration.
2: Yeah, that seems pretty wild that 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 could happen. I would put that – I would be shocked if that happened. Jimmy Haslam did say uh, this week that they're going to respect and honor the decision of the appeal no matter what it is. So it seems like like it's going to be more games, right? You kind of get that feeling. Roger's pushing really hard uh, for the full year. My guess is they'll meet in the middle and it'll be 12. Uh, And it seems like he's going to serve that – This year, remember a few years ago, Tom Brady did the same thing. He was suspended over the deflate gate and the cell phone and all that. And they pushed it a whole year. But um, so, yeah, it seems to me like he is going to get suspended this year and it is going to be Jacoby Brissett for the better part of the
0: year. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. This team is incredibly talented. She talked about how Kevin Stefanski really compartmentalizes and keeps the ship running. I mean, that's. That's really impressive in the face of all of this and what's going on, especially with none of it in, under his control. I mean, he had no say right. in, in what ownership was doing and general manager was doing in terms of going to get this and making this thing. So uh, you guys said we still got a couple callers that have been hanging on for a little bit.
2: Yeah. And uh, did you see the, the name still on there, Mike? My uh, my computer screen. Yeah. Went we got Craig on one and Cliff on two. All right. Go to Craig. Craig on line one. Craig, how you doing, bud?
4: Good. How are you? Good. Good. Yeah, you had a an acronym for for grit, I guess. Uh, I come up with greatness resides in tenacity. Ooh, that's
0: really good. That's pretty good. That is uh, that kind of fits Dan Campbell, right? Uh, tenacity. He's pretty te- oh, he's pretty tenacious, wouldn't you say?
4: I I I, I think if I think if it fits you even better. To be honest with you, I just uh, you know I, I play with a couple guys in school, a couple quarterbacks. You probably know them. That kind of fell into the same category you did when everything kind of went south um and i watched their story and i see your story and and you guys fall hard you guys fall harder than, than i would see the average person but you know what you guys are the reason i get up every day because you're, you're all doing great right now
0: hey, everyone is thank you so much you. for the call
4: no i thank you you guys
0: are wonderful well, thank you. That's a good one. We're going to keep that one well. up there for grit, right? Uh, I like that one. Um, yeah, I'd take that on, too, a little bit, right? Yeah, That's I, good. I've been tenacious That's good. in some things. I mean, I've seen you tenaciously hit a three-wood. Well, I <laughs> guess you have. You know what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm thinking about playing Rustic on Thursday.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah,
0: hmm. after the show. That's tomorrow, isn't it? Tomorrow's
2: Thursday. Wow. Yeah. This just in. Yeah. August 10th, <laughs> DJ. if you want to know what today's date
3: is. Oh, yeah, and you want to know that the Mets have August the second-best record in baseball today. What, we, well, well that's, a big, that. that's a and question
0: that, that we're having since we're moving to Connecticut. Like, you know, what... What baseball team do I get MacGyver into? Right, he he, you know, I've tried to get not part of the it, Yankees, dude. right? Not the Yankees. Yeah, we can Yankees. be clear about that. The not Yankees. the Yankees. So I've 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 given him the Mets and the Red Sox. He loves red. Oh, he loves the color red. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boston's incredibly close to to where we're living in Connecticut, Very as close. well as as well as uh, Orchard Park or not Orchard Park, but uh, uh Flushing. Flushing, Flushing where the New York Mets play. The Mets are blue. He likes the color blue, Mm -hmm. too, right now. So I think those two teams are going to be probably the, you know, um, I want to push him to Cubs. I've tried. Oh, I've tried. I've made him wear Cubs gear to games when when I've taken him. Has it worked? He he wasn't feeling it? Well, I mean, he wants, he kind of wants to be with dad, but I think he's starting to develop that independent personality right now, you
3: know, and it's, you know, it's. See, so remember he, a few weeks ago we saw the picture of the guy who had the socks hat on with the Mets jersey, and we wondered oh yeah, how how that could be right. possible? Well, MacGyver could actually this could be organic for him if he could be a, a Sox Mets fan the way it's going right now.
0: Well, to be a Mets fan and, and hate the Yankees and love the Sox because that's a rival, and uh, yeah, I can you know, understand that. Me being personally, the
3: case. I'm pushing for the Mets. You know, there yeah, that guy. I would love Dr. to see a world, Mish- I would
0: love to see a Subway Series uh, World Series this year.
3: I think that would be great. I'm holding out hope. I mean, I called that the first week of the season in jest, but then it, it looked like it could actually happen. I don't think the Yankees, but the Yankees right. are struggling.
0: Uh, Del Tufo, do we got we got one more caller? Yes, Cliff online too. Cliff. Cliff from well, Texas. Cliff. Welcome to the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing?
5: Good. How's it going, guys? Good. Hey, Cliff, hey,
0: Cliff. what's happening, man?
5: Hey, I, I got to tell you, first of all, I appreciate the show. I love love the show. I love what you guys are doing. Appreciate
2: thanks, it. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks. Appreciate
5: it. Hey, so I, I got some words for, for Grit. Um, mine is greatness requires, uh, individual toughness. Ooh. Okay. I like that
0: too. I like that too. I wonder if Dan Campbell, of course, I'm sure is listening to the show. will then apply this to the next hard knocks. What do you hey, think? Why not? Why, why not? You? Right. Take, take Why not? T- you steal from others, you know, greatness. You steal from others. I, I like it. Thanks for the call. Hey, I like appreciate that. you that listening.
2: That was good too. Yeah. Are I you mean, writing
0: these down TJ. Yeah. Yeah.
2: These are nice. All right, keep calling us, 844-204-RICH for uh, acronym GRID.
0: Acronym GRID, and of course, you know, just you know, the, the admiration society for Ryan Leaf today, apparently. You guys set this up. <laughs> you guys set this up. I know you did. It's, I wish I was that good, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, when we come back, um, we're going to start talking about uh, the AFC North, right? We've discussed it. What's it going to look like? The Lamar Jackson conversation, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati here on the Rich Eisen Show when we come back. I'm Ryan Lee, filling it for Rich.
6: Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets Welcome back,
0: everybody, to the Rich Eisen Show. Ryan Leaf here, filling in for Rich, uh, heading into hour number three here. Tyler Dunn from the Go Long podcast, uh, golongtd.com. will be joining us at the top of the hour. And then uh, a little bit later, Rex Hoggard from golfchannel.com, writer, to talk to us about the decision made by... um, The uh, court around the Live Tour and access to the PGA Tour's FedEx playoffs and what that means. Also, there was discussion around Cam Smith yesterday, of course, British Open winner um, declaring, well, not declaring, but rumors that he has already accepted and will move on to the Live Tour once the FedEx playoffs are over. So they'll be joining us here in the next hour. All right. Before we get to them, we just spoke with Mary Kay Cabot. Uh, from the Cleveland Plain Dealer, around the the Cleveland Browns, big topic of course, Deshaun Watson and the the appeal process over the last couple of days. We've been here on the show, but I thought it would be fun for all of us to dive in and take a bigger bigger look at the AFC North, right? Um, uh, a um, very competitive division, and now that the likes of the Cincinnati Bengals have erupted. Uh, into a Super Bowl contender a year ago make this division arguably one of the most competitive uh, out there. Uh, you can maybe argue up against the AFC West in terms of all four teams going into this season with a real possibility, right? The idea that Cleveland um, without their quarterback may put them in a disadvantage in a disadvantaged state in a place where they not may not be able to compete, but I'm telling you right now, Lamar Jackson doesn't get hurt a year ago. The injuries to the running back position before the season started, and then the the absolute decimation of their defensive backfield late in the year. Like, the Ravens are right there. People have kind of just dismissed them this offseason for whatever reason.
2: Well, nobody's really talking about them because the whole Lamar contract thing has just been one giant shrug emoji. No one can really figure out why he hasn't signed or why negotiations aren't further down the road or the you know money wise it's just a big kind of like I don't get it but they are going to be back healthy. JK Dobbins is back. He's not on the pup list. He's practicing. That dude's a monster. He's a and monster. If they can figure out, you know, obviously they lost Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals, but if they can figure out who their number 1 outside threat, we know how
0: great Mark Andrews is. I think you know if they can
2: figure out the outside threat, then you know this team's going to be really, really good.
0: And and that tells me they had a ton of confidence in Bateman, right? The big wide receiver out of Minnesota, right? uh, When they uh, invested a first-round draft pick on him, like they 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 have to feel that that's that's where they're going. I asked you this question a little while ago too. Um, He can't he can't play on this fifth-year option contract, can he? And I mean, also if he. If he's if this is what he's looking for, and he's betting on himself to play and not get injured after a year where he got injured to become an unrestricted free agent, he wouldn't be that right. They could still tag him for the next two years. Um, this is I mean you're playing chicken with with something where you could sign an extension where they've plainly said we want to we want to pay the guy. He's our future.
2: I know. John Harbaugh is just like hey, so we're ready we're ready to sign him whatever he wants to sign. Is but- it
0: just because of is the offer been just been insulting, maybe. I don't know. You know, TJ, we've talked about this
2: a lot this off season uh, with Lamar, but I think once Deshaun Watson inked that two hundred and thirty million guaranteed, I'm sure Lamar was just like, "Yeah,
3: yeah, that's the starting a number. jump off spot. Yeah, yeah, him, yeah, we'll we'll start at that." And then also he probably waited on Kyler to get that contract. Right done. now, that really gave because if Deshaun's was a little bit like, "All right, that this is ambitious," Kyler seemed to be more in line with. I sure. guess the rich goes, who's up next, always in the right. trajectory of contracts. Right. I'm not a contracts guy, Ryan. None of us here are good at math, so I try to stay out of those things. Um, well,
2: Kyler but Kyler got 160 and yeah. changed whatever guaranteed. So you, you know, so, you know, you're in a number between that neighborhood yeah. for you know, two guys who's never won a playoff game, Deshaun and Kyler. As you opposed got Lamar, to former MVP. MVP, finally got his first playoff win a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, and now it's like, okay, let's go. I mean, the guaranteed money better start with two. Zero, zero, let's, you know, what are we waiting for?
0: And I, I, you know, that's where the market is. That's where, I mean, I think owners are pissed. And I asked Andrew Brand about this issue. They're pissed at Jimmy Haslam. Yeah. Right. Why would you do this? And not only do it and set that precedent. Well, because what Andrew told us is because they were off the radar. They weren't going to get him. And then they said, here, here's a blank check. Fill it in. We'll do it. It's amazing. Amazing that they're willing the to Browns do The Browns are here. weirdly like the
2: NFL Live Tour. It's just like Deshaun literally just went there for the money. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: He got everything. That's a good he analogy. needed a big contract to settle all these suits. Right. Right. It's a big part of it. I, I was doing the math, and and speaking of not being good at math, but mm-hmm. I was doing the math. Let's you know, all of these settlements have been placed in uh you know, in, in like NDAs. They're not they're not. Right. Being well, we're divulged. never gonna know that. We're never absolutely. gonna know what it is. But I was kind of doing like if, let's say, for every one of them, you paid $250,000 or so, right? Okay. All right, so you got um, 20 of them at 250000 That's $5 million, okay? $5 million when you're making $46 million this year is a drop in the bucket to get it done, to get it out of there. Hey, I don't even think you really think about it. You're just no. like, cool, done. There it is. There it is you'll never know how much it was but even if the say he gave a million a million dollars to every person every woman that that filed suit right i mean he's still sitting at it's not even half of what his gross revenue is going to be this year with the bonus it's it's unbelievable the contract that they were able to get applause to athletes first my old agent dave dunn hey you know Get me my own show, Dave. Dunn, and give me give me give me some some money too, right? Um,
3: you said I, your old agent. Uh,
0: well, you know he can always agents come and go, right? You like if he, if he comes in if he comes into the mix and is like, "Hey, Brian, I, I was talking to uh, you know I was talking to uh, Fox Sports here or something like that uh, about you, you yeah. know."
3: Yeah, Vince fired Ari twice, so and took him. I back. have yet to call. my my agent is uh, uh, Mr. David
0: Coonan at uh, CAA Sports who's done a remarkable job, right? He's just, I mean, come on. I mean, look where I was at and where I'm at now. So he's, he's, a, he's a miracle worker, all right? Um, so I, I don't by any means want to distance myself from Mr. Coonan. He he's hes done a, a tremendous job. But uh, what an agent to get that deal, right? <laughs> it, it, unbelievable. So you're watching this play out in, in Baltimore. And don't forget, I just mentioned agent. And what does Lamar Jackson not have? Agent. An agent, right? He's re- representing himself. I mean, 3% on $200 million is a lot of money. It, it is, but I don't know what you would look at it as, you know, it's, it's $3 million, $6, million, $6 million, million, right? That's a lot of money. But, I mean, if you're making 40, <laughs> making $50 million a year on a four-year deal, a la you know, Aaron Rodgers style, you know, what's $6 million, right? It's part of doing business. But exactly. he holds that in his pocket, right? I mean, also if,
2: for peace of mind, like to not have to really worry about it. I, I don't know how this is weighing on Lamar, as, especially as training camp opens. I'm sure he would have liked to have had something done before this time. He's so not. A hold, just, and
0: he's not this. He's not playing the game of being a holding guy right here. He's out there practicing. Yeah,
2: yeah he's out
3: there. He could get hurt at any point.
0: Yeah. Also, uh, it's obviously it's like, not jump change what he's making this year in the fifth year option, guys. Right? It's true. twenty plus million dollars. Right. True. Also,
3: we're like Lamar's doing this himself. L- let's just be all very honest. We all realize that yes, he has a lawyer. Right? I mean, I I would assume I even if you don't have an agent, have. I'm assuming that you do have a lawyer because right. you do need someone to kind of go over these contracts with a fine tooth comb. Right? So, we saw
0: we saw Raycon Smith yesterday. You know, have a very succinct statement that was made. He does not have a, an agent currently. Mm. But of course, he's had to consult with somebody. I mean, that was it was very profound, and and there was a bunch of legal jargon that was that was placed in. So,
3: yeah, hence the lawyer.
0: You know, let's look at uh, let's look at the. um, I'm going to look at the Baltimore Ravens schedule here. Um, This division is is incredibly difficult, um, like I was talking about, because of who they play twice a year. Right, so they they start at the Jets. They start at the Jets. Uh, They then get Miami. Um, at home in week two that's gonna be a great matchup right playing the AFC East yep uh at New England a week later and then Buffalo I mean they literally for the first uh four weeks of the season take on the AFC East that's that's the first four games and then they get into some of their conference and divisional schedule right Cincinnati at the Giants Cleveland and at Tampa Bay and at New Orleans before their bye. okay um They are every bit as capable of anybody in the AFC of winning and winning a lot. Uh, They're talented. They're always ready. And it's just a matter of whether or not they can get explosive plays at the wide receiver position. I think that's the biggest question mark in all of this. You know, Lamar is going to be dynamic. You know, they're going to run the ball well. If DK Dobbins can stay healthy, he's a big physical back. that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Mark Andrews is arguably one of the best tight ends in the NFL. And what he can do down the middle of the field and possession receiver, so and defensively they're going to be great, right? They're just they're going to continue to be great if they're healthy, if they stay healthy. There's no reason, in my mind, that Baltimore can't win this division, at all. Now Cincinnati's had a real, real hook on Baltimore, at least for last year, right? What were the what were the beatdowns by Cincinnati last year? Forty-one to seventeen, yeah, big time, and then forty-one to twenty-one, so. Whoa. You know, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, when we come back, uh, we'll be talking with Ty Dunn about the Buffalo Bills, the team they, Baltimore Ravens, play early in the season here on the Rich Eisen Show when we come back. All right, so let's move down the line a little bit. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Big question
2: mark. Freakishly
0: somehow find a way with Ben Roethlisberger just dragging them along last year, um, not being able to throw the ball, what, more than 10 yards down the football field, (laughs) get to the playoffs. Now, they can thank Brandon Staley and the Chargers for, you know, a couple of mistakes late, uh, and and the Raiders then finding a way to win that. If they tie, don't forget, Steelers are out. Instead, they uh, go to the playoffs, they get, get, you know, routed and run over by the Chiefs uh, immediately in Ben's last game. But now they're in a bit of uh, of an unknown. Where's the quarterback position go? Is it Mitch Trubisky? Is it Mason Rudolph, who they've seen before there, uh, or is it Kenny Pickett, their first pick in this year's NFL draft? Right uh, after after seeing where the other quarterbacks went, after seeing how Pickett has pro, uh, progressed so far in camp and is sitting in the third position right now in the initial depth chart, you may think a little bit that they may have reached for. Pick it. They probably could have got him in round two. There was no quarterback that went until the third round, right? So that that's an interesting take on all this. I think Mitch Trubisky gets the nod. He's on a, a limited contract. It's a show, show me or move on type of thing. Uh, I like it. I like it in Matt Canada's offense. The defense is going to be the difference, right? They are really good. They were good a year ago. They had the defensive player of the year. I feel like they've improved some things. Now, what do they do on offense? You know? Uh, hour three we were gonna hour three we were gonna get into a little bit of some of my predictions from a couple drafts ago when I hosted right and one of them revolves around Najee Harris, whether or not that was the right pick for him. He was <laughs> he was pretty darn good last year.
2: He was.
0: But we'll get into that further. All right, we'll get into that further. Don't get me wrong. Um, I expect the Steelers to be competitive, but I do think that this team. If Mitch Trubisky cannot play at a very high level, uh, this team could be uh, on the verge, like they were a year ago, of missing the playoffs uh, and maybe not continuing that streak for Mike Tomlin. I always think he has a will have a great answer. I think they'll be ready to go. The Steelers, of course, are my team. I love them as a kid growing up. I want them to see, be, be successful. Excited to see what the quarterback position looks like. All right. When we come back, Buffalo Bills beat writer Tyler Dunn joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show.